What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Abductions. That's it. Just abductions. There's abductions all over. There's not just abductions, but there's a lot of abductions. We're going to go with that. Welcome to Raw and Order Snap Judgments NXT 422 of 20. Uh, I am your host, DA Vincent K. Fabe. Um, I am the only host on this show. I'm the only one who does this. Uh, I love NXT, so we're going to go with NXT. Um... I'm just going to get at it. Uh, we, 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 we have abductions in this episode. There's been a lot of abducting lately. Um, there's other great, great stuff that happened on this show. Um, but before I get too started, uh, just remember we are a part of the Tatnesco Podcast Network. Go to tatnesco.com to find the links to all the shows. Um, that Whether it be Basement Bullshit, whether it be um, In the Dice Box Slam with an AEW star. Who I root for, but I don't review for. So we're going to have to go ahead and say, yeah, listen to it. But if we get a partner who's on NXT, that's going to be the more important partner. Sorry about that. Love Nyla Rose, but can't talk to her about her on NXT, can I? Um, uh, also, please visit us at, or visit me at DA. Vincent K. Fabe on Twitter. Um, I am not very active on that. So if you do want to go and tweet at somebody, go beat up Smarks and tell them how great the NXT podcasts are. Because um, I will say that the podcasts on NXT are outperforming the AEW podcast. Probably because people are watching AEW and listening to NXT. Um, but that said, we start off with... I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of speculation on this, on Finn Balor um, disappearing, abductions, whatever it is. They don't really, it's not a storyline that needs to be hidden, I don't think, here. Um, oh no, Finn Balor's missing and his boots are still there. Um, I don't like the misadvertising. Um, I, I, I tuned in specifically to watch. Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor. Apparently, they think that's a live audience thing. I wouldn't disagree with that, but don't don't tease me for a week with it because I was jacked about having that match, and we didn't have it um, because Finn Balor's been abducted, probably by Imperium. I still think you could do a storyline that gives an answer to that. Um, I know what they're. I mean, they're building for for Balor and Valter. Um, they're building for Dream and. Cole pending some stuff outside the ring that we won't talk about. Um, so, uh, I, uh, abductions. That's what happened. Finn Balor's been abducted. Maybe by the Lucha Ninjas. I don't know. But he's been abducted. Um, so then all of a sudden we have Velveteen Dream in the ring um, with Adam Cole, baby. I always got to remember his last name. Uh, he starts off talking about how um, his date was ruined, how he got stood up, 
and then Adam Cole interrupts him, of course, and then, of course, uh, O'Reilly um, and Fish attack from behind. Three-on-one, they're attacking uh, Velveteen Dream. Out comes Keith Lee, um, because he is limitless. And, you know, kind of evens the odd. I, odds, I, I would I would venture to guess that it's actually kind of four on four on three once Keith Lee gets out there because Keith Lee's easily two and a half men and and uh, Velveteen Dream's bigger than all the rest of them by maybe half another dude. So yeah, we're gonna say it was four on three, Dream and uh, Dream and Lee versus uh, Undisputed Era. <laughs> Anyway, this sets up a match for later in the night uh, where we get Undisputed Era versus Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream. Um, Really ends up being a very, very good setup. Um, It's not okay to tease without immediately fixing the tease. And I think this is as close as they could have gotten to fixing the tease, which allowed us to have Keith Lee in the ring with... Uh, in the ring with Adam Cole, Bebe, and it also allowed us to have Velveteen Dream in the ring with Adam Cole, Bebe. Um, and as you'll find out later, it allowed us to have one more thing that I am jacked about. Anyway, um, from there we go on to the first scheduled match of the night. We're going to get Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi and Tegan. Um, Shotzi was much much better in this match than she has been in recent weeks. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed her timing a lot more this week. Um, she she got in the ring. Her her offensive timing did not look so fearful of hurting, hurting other people. Um, you know, she did a dive to the floor. Uh, you know, we, we, we do get a point where in the commercial break... Um, Tegan, or I'm sorry, Dakota uh, and uh, Raquel have a tag te- tag up on Shotzi uh, outside the ring. And uh, Raquel kind of like catapults. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say catapults uh, Raquel up onto the ring post so she can give a super kick. And it was, it was pretty sweet. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. Um... You know, we, we get a lot of the, the good kicks from Knox. We get uh, chops, clotheslines, headbutts, all that stuff. I mean, we get a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, at the end of it, they called they called Raquel's finish, finisher move a one-handed powerbomb. I didn't think there was enough movement for it to be one-handed power. This is kind of a choke slam, kind of a chest slam. Um, I understand that they're going with a unique move on it. It's still not a power bomb. A power bomb requires somebody to be lifted in a flipping motion and then slammed down in a straight down motion. Unless, of course, you're um, oh Nia Jax, in which case it's just dropping somebody on the bottom turnbuckle and eventually, you know, injuring them. So anyway, um, Raquel gets the win. She pins Shotzi uh, for the win. Um, this was a, this was a 50, 50, um, this was a 50, 50 build. You know, I think this was, it, it, it opened strong. Uh, we, we got a really strong open with the exception of Finn Balor being abducted. 
whatever, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose, whatever. Anyway, um, from there, they, they're going straight into the three matches that are for the uh, cruiserweight title. Um, the first one is going to be Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas. I uh, have already mentioned I'm not a Jake Atlas fan, and if you've heard on any of our other shows, we're all kind of big Drake Maverick fans. Um, or Rockstar Spud fans. Um, it does cut to the Rockstar Spud video or the, the Drake Maverick video that he issued last week. They they kind of milk that a little bit, and I, I don't know what's going to... I feel... I intentionally stopped watching, paused this, called Smarks and said, dude, I'm telling you there's a swerve. Um, he's convinced that, that the insiders are, you know, 100% right. That the, I mean, insiders don't always agree, and this time they're always agreeing, which almost makes me think that that's the swerve because they're all agreeing. Like the whole company knows that they're supposed to sell this swerve. Um Maybe, I don't know. Um, I just, I just feel like using either it's cheap heat or cheap sympathy or cheap something to use Drake Maverick's uh, video. Um, it was a good match from Drake Maverick. Of course, we haven't seen him wrestle in ages, uh, mostly because he's been a manager the whole stinking time. Um, but it doesn't get Drake the win. And so they go to Jake Atlas getting the, um, oh, for Pete's sake, what is it? The cartwheel DDT off the rope. Cool move. I mean, this is a good match. Um, Drake does does a lot of really cool things. You know, his 40, nearly 40-year-old 40 body goes flying through the ropes. Um, he does a lot of striking. Um, I, I personally think Drake Maverick's style is what a lot of 205 Live is missing or the, the cruiserweight division is missing because the cruiserweight division so heavily re relies on the flip-de-doos and the lucha stylings. I think Drake Maverick brings a lot by, by doing something a little bit different there. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't like Jake Atlas, and I don't think there's any reason to give him a push here, um, especially when a better story can be told with Drake Maverick. Uh, I understand Jake Atlas is younger and newer and all that stuff. He's the new toy. Pretty <sighs> me. Um, but Drake is... Uh, Drake's a guy that, that we all know and love. Um, and Jake... I mean, you want to sell that to that, that cruiserweight division... You're going to need somebody that people can either get behind or hate one of the two. Uh, and there's not a lot in this, not a lot in this tournament that they can do that with. So, um, Jordan Devlin, you know, is one that we can do that with. So that'll happen at some point, but, um, right now, no. So we get to the backstage and, and Drake, uh, there, there's a couple interviews and, um, of course, Jake Atlas says, I wanted him to win. Well, if you wanted him to win, why didn't you go lay down? You know, like, you want to ruin your career, you could have just laid down and let somebody better have it. I mean, you wanted to win. And you may empathize with him, but you didn't want him to win. <laughs> and don't say that. Don't say you were rooting for him. Uh, because you were rooting for you. That's the important part. 
Um, good match though, and and I love that. I do for Jake Atlas. I love the the cartwheel DDT. Um, I think the setup, it, th- that timing is going to have to be really really perfect. And Drake Maverick gave it to him, so um, pretty cool. Next we uh, go to commercial. Obviously, when we get back from commercial, we've got Keith Lee's video package starts again, and I'm like, ah, oh, I saw this last week for it to get interrupted by Damian Priest. This is good work. Really good work. Um, Damian Priest says he doesn't care. He does not care about Keith Lee. Uh, he says Keith Lee's been dodging him. Says that he knows that um, he can set Keith Lee's limits instead of a limitless. Um, that Keith Lee is intentionally picking, handpicking his opponents so that it's people that he knows he can beat, like Grimes and Dijakovic. Um, in fact, he couldn't even beat him in the triple threat. He had to beat Dijakovic in that. Um, and, you know, again, Priest says that he, he hits hard and, and Lee knows it. Um, I, I really am starting to like Damian Priest, man. I really am. Um, there's, there's just... There's a he he builds a, a mantra that's for sure. Um, next one we get Nice and Kushida, um, Tony Nice versus Kushida. I love this match. This this uh, this was good as word, really good as word. Um, nice, you know, plays that pompous guy fairly well. Uh, it's tough in two hundred five. You have to be bigger. Your personality has to be, or not 205 Live, in the cruiserweight division, your personality has to be bigger than all the people who get pushes on the in the standard divisions. And so Nice does a good job of being of his heel work here. Um, but that said, if Kushida does not win this tournament, then it better be Drake Maverick. Um, because Kushida just puts on lights out match after lights out match um there's there's a point where niece is going for oh what's that anyway he's going for one of his finishers or closers or whatever um has him up on his shoulders and kushida counters that uh into a submission hold um niece manages to get out of it because it isn't completely set up it to me, it looked like a Khmer Lock, but it wasn't a Khmer Lock, so I don't know what they gave it a different name, and it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't all the way to Kimura. Um, it wasn't properly set for a Kimura. Um, they get on the top. They go to the top. They go to the bottom. Um, the really, really cool thing. So when they're up top, obviously Nice is going to go for some type of. of uh, off the shoulder and I if I could remember the name of his move I would uh, anyway um, they they uh, they're up top niece is gonna go for it again um, has him up on his shoulders Kushida battles out Kushida battles out and into a Spanish fly and then into the hoverboard lock um, which is which is the Kimura look like that's very that's different still. This was freaking gold. 
that move was so incredibly epic. Um, both of them deserve mad props for this. This is just unbelievably good. Um, like I said, if if uh, if Kushida, if you're not gonna put the belt on Kushida and you're not gonna put it on a personality, I don't know what you're gonna do uh, because Drake Maverick is is the personality in this. Uh, Swerve is kind of a personality, but he's already got a loss. Um, Atlas has no personality. Um, I should I should say that Nice does hit the 450 on this and. Kushida kicks out, so, um, yeah, I mean, just a, a back and forth, great, great match. This is what cruiserweights are supposed to be like, and this was a home run. Um, after that, we go to another interview. Um, yeah, by the way, in terms of convictions, um, Kushida's convicted of being potentially my favorite cruiserweight. Uh, I like the character, too. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's fun. You know, this is, uh, I, I, obviously, John Cena's, uh, Doctor of Thugonomics character was supposed to be a heel and ended up being a face, and so they had to change it from that. This is, this is fun, like, like Doctor of Thugonomics. I just love this character. Um, this match just does not disappoint at all. Um, but anyway, um, Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher are next being interviewed. Um, <laughs> God, I hate Matt Riddle. <laughs> um, they're just the dumbest damn interview. Just the dumbest damn interview. He does say that he misses uh, that he misses. Um, oh, Pete, Pete Dunn. Sorry. Um, Mrs. Pete Dunn, um, but Timothy Thatcher's kind of reminding him of him. Um, Timothy Matt Thatcher says, uh, that, that there's, they're so different that it doesn't make sense. And Riddle likes it when people knocked out and he likes it when people tap out. Um, <laughs> Riddle says something about Timothy Matt liking him that that Tim Tim Thatcher's eyes remind him of Pete Dunne. Uh, his beautiful blue eyes remind him of Pete Dunne. And Tim responds to uh, <laughs> responds to Riddle by saying, "My eyes are brown." So that was the most enjoyable part of the whole thing. I enjoyed Tim Thatcher here. I just. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's some. I do enjoy watching Matt Riddle in the ring. I just don't like anything else about him. Um, we do get a carry on cross vignette. Um, Yippee Kaye. The reason we get that is it's leading up to a vignette for the Garganos. And we get this happy go lucky positive Gargano cut and then um it goes to black and white and now it's a darker um we're we're done with the fairy tale and we want to be we're, we don't want to see people get rewarded for their evils we're gonna be the bad guys we, we we were nice and friendly and everybody else was evil we get the same thing from candace LeRae. um 
they're gonna tear down all of NXT and then they want to reign together as the women's and men's NXT champions um, and be the first married couple to do so at the same time uh, and then the good guys will win and will get what they deserve is what they say at the end the whole vignette the cup is sitting on the table the entire vignette I had to go back because the commentary was what reminded me of that the entire vignette, the cup is sitting on the table. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know where this is going, but it's kind of cool. Anyway, uh, we get a video package from EO talking about how she's going to tear down the, the Queen's Palace. Um, she's excited to go face-to-face with Charlotte. Um, we get another visit with Drake. Drink Maverick. Uh, we can move on from that. I mean, that stuff's... Just watch it. I mean... I don't know. You know what it's going to be said. You know, he says... Jake's great. Jake Atlas is great. But uh, um, he's fighting against his opponent and himself. And maybe people were right. Maybe I shouldn't be in this. Um, I, I feel like this is going to be a final with him winning. I don't know why, but I do. Um, next, we get Mia Yim versus Jesse Kamea from Texas. Um, this is obvious. I mean, this is the experienced person versus the noob. Uh, Mia Yim. There's a really cool part where Mia Yim is doing the back and forth and I'm going to duck you and all that stuff. And Jesse Kamea does a splits to duck Mia Yim running back over her, and then when she looks up, Mia Yim's not there because she cut herself on the ropes, and she kicks uh, Kamea in the back. That's pretty cool. Uh, as a whole, uh, Mia Yim just, I mean, Mia Yim gave us a Mia Yim match. Um, she hits the protecting neck and finishes it, and that's the end of it. Uh, then comes the queen. The queen comes out and gives some left-handed verbal assaults um, says that she wanted Mia Yen because Mia Yen was a great role player. <laughs> um, so this is just Charlotte being Charlotte. God, she's a bitch and it's wonderful. Um, she uh, called her a good hand and hopes to return the favor. Um, it was a really backhanded compliment, and Mia Yim is pretty pissed about it, from what I can tell. Uh, Robert Stone cuts a promo at the poolside with Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green, I, I told you before, I was insanely impressed with her. Um, she's the lucky one of the group. Uh, she's doing her lucky thing. Um, I don't know if people respect that in the women's division right now, but she's also that good in the ring that she can be lucky and do work in the ring so uh, I don't know if uh, I don't I don't know if that's gonna get her I don't know if it's gonna get her Xbox heat or real heat um, I hope that it's real heat because she is very very good in the ring uh, we go on to Jack Gallagher is it just me or is that name Gallagher I feel like it's Gallagher not Gallagher but oh well um and El Hijo de Fantasma, Del Fantasma. Um, they go back and forth. 
uh, Gallagher hits some, it, it does some decent heel work here, you know, grabs at, the, at his mask and, um, you know, uh, Phantasma, there's a point where he actually takes, uh, Gallagher out of the ring with a crucifix, uh, over the top rope, kind of a cool little thing. I don't know if it works, but it worked for this. Um, there's a headbutt that Gallagher hits that I fall in love with. Um, the slap with the, the camera angles were perfect. So the slap made it look perfect. Um, this is just a really good back and forth. Um, of course, Jack misses the gentleman's dropkick. Phantasma hits the, um, it is whatever his finish move is. I'm reading right now. Um, somebody says it's called the thrill of the hunt. Um, after the break, we come back and the uh, ninjas, the Lucha ninjas, try to abduct Phantasma and it doesn't work. Um, I really wish Jack Gallagher was back in the in the Gentleman Jack. I, I just, I like that heel work better than this heel work. I don't know why. That's um, fine. I guess it's, it's not a big deal either way. Um... But yeah, I mean, this was, this was, this is what made the cruiserweight division. Okay. That's the type of match this was. Um, but as has been said so many times before, okay. Doesn't cut it when you're in the big leagues. Um, I was really, 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 really hoping for more of a Kushida style match here. I would have loved to seen, you know, Jack Gallagher has a lot of features like Drake, Drake Maverick in terms of more of a ground game. I would have loved to see more of that. Um, I would have almost loved to see a little bit dirtier Jack Gallagher as a gentleman Jack, but we aren't getting that, so that's fine. Um, of course, they uh, they announced the two matches for next week, Charlotte and Mia and Damian Priest and Keith Lee. Uh, I swear by all that is holy of Damian Priest versus Keith Lee is a swerve. I'm going to be so freaking pissed. So freaking pissed. Um, that's fine, I guess. So, And then we go to Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. This starts out exactly the way you expect it to be. There's a three-on-two three on two brawl. Um, I don't remember who goes where. It, it's very fast-paced. Um, but two of them attack Keith Lee. One attacks Velveteen Dream. Of course, eventually they kick Bobby Fish from ringside. So it's Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Um, and there's a there's a time where Keith Lee is out on the outside, and Damian Priest sneaks up, and Knight sticks him to the throat twice. He is determined, unable to continue after a break. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, there's, yeah, I guess he's un, unable to continue. So, Velveteen Dreams in a handicap match. Of course, remember that out of the ring is, um, out of the ring is Bobby Fish. Um, it was, it was sloppy at this point. Um, there was just a lot that happened in this match. Uh, eventually we get, 
dreams kind of by himself and I freak I'm gonna say this right now um, as much as I love Kushida he was not the high point of the show for me Dexter Loomis shows up I love Dexter Loomis so long as you don't have him talk for probably the next six months I love Dexter Loomis I don't want I don't want who's next I don't want creepy psychopath I don't want special needs guy I just want an ass kicker who doesn't talk. Eventually he can talk. That's fine. I know he has to sometime. Maybe even maybe even showing some of his his the softer side of the ass kicker. But right now I just want an ass kicker. And he's it. Um, Dream eventually uh, gets free and tags in Loomis. So the um, Oh, for Pete's sake. Roderick Strong is going for a suplex. Dream turns it into the Dream Valley driver. Uh, manages to get away. Tags in Loomis. Loomis comes in. Loomis hits the side in, uh, the sit-out in, in Zaguri. I think Loomis is going straight into a... Uh, they called it Anaconda Vice last week. This shouldn't be the name of it. I don't know. Sociopath Vice, whatever they want to call it. Doesn't really matter. Um, he then does, Loomis then does an over the top rope, um, to take out dream and, or to take out Roderick strong and fish, um, to, to the floor, uh, dream. Then just before that happens, dream, he tags in dream while strong wall, not strong while Adam Cole is still down. Dream goes up top. It's the purple rainmaker gets his pin, over Adam Cole. So this advances a ton of stuff. Uh, we, we, we really ignite a rivalry. I know that, that, um, I know that Damian Priest and, and Adam or, and not Adam Cole. Excuse me, man, I am half asleep. I apologize. Um, I know that Damian Priest and Keith Lee has been building for a while, but this is the big build for that. And, and this could be an easy three-match set. Um, I feel like like uh, Velveteen Dream is, is built here towards Adam Cole. I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't know why we've been robbed of... Of, uh, oh, for Pete's sake, um, Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream. Uh, but we have been, and it should happen at some point. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, I also don't know why we have, why we've been robbed of Adam Cole and, and Finn Balor. Uh, other than that, they need somebody to knock out Walter, apparently. Um, but Walter's just awesome, so. What's so wrong with having a heel hold it for many, 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 many months? Um, anyway, um, I, I, I like, I like this whole setup. I like it, but it's sloppy. It, it ended up really, really sloppy, and I, um, this was great. I mean, it was great. Uh, Velveteen Dream, I know some people are dogging on it. I, I'm actually, I've seen a couple articles where people have been dogging on him. I love him. Um, I love his, his coy little punches. And I know they're pre-scripted and I know all of that stuff. But damn it, he just delivers. He delivers over and over and over again. <sighs> so, um, 
right now the standings in each of the uh, cruiserweight blocks we've got Kushida and Atlas both are one and oh in one block and Tony Nese and Drake Maverick uh, Drake Maverick definitely is in the more difficult block um, you know I, I like I said uh, if it's not Kushida or Drake Maverick out of that out of that package um, I don't know what to say uh, God I would love to see two two and ones in that one and Akira Tozawa go undefeated on the other side I feel like it's going to be Tozawa and Swerve out of the other side um, it might be Phantasma I don't know um, but they have Tozawa and Phantasma are both 1-0 Jack Gallagher and Swerve are both 0-1 Swerve has enough character to, to get himself back up there and so does Jack Gallagher I think Tozawa is the winner there I, I love Tozawa in a match too I just um, I don't know I feel like this is Kushida's time um, but if, if you're not going to make it to Kushida's time make it Drake Maverick's time um that's, that's where I'm at with this. Um, all in all, really, really, really effing decent. Um, really effing decent uh, NXT. I'm not disappointed in the whole show. Um, that said, some things could be improved on. Uh, I, there's a lot of questions in that in that uh, Cruiserweight setup, so I'm okay with that. Um I hate card subject to change. I think we all know that. Um, I've always said that I hate card subject to change. I don't want to see any more card subject to change. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and just give each one, each individual match and segment their own rating. So I'm going to roll back through. Um, rating for the opening segment with Dream and Cole. I'm going to convict it at a 5 out of 10. Um, so it's a high 5. Um, this is a 7 out of 10 if you didn't promise me Finn Valor versus Velveteen Dream. Um, but you made a promise and you broke it. And I'm pissed. So, um, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Hey, man, if Dakota, if Dakota wasn't in this match, this, this, this gets a 7 out of 10. Um... Have I mentioned that I don't like Dakota Kai? Um, this is Shotzi's best work I've seen. So, good work to Shotzi. Um, Raquel, obviously, is being just set up to be a dominant beast and doing well with it. We'll get a turn from her like Psycho Sid on Shawn Michaels. Um, or we'll get a turn from Dakota on Raquel like Shawn Michaels on Diesel. Or Kevin Nash, whichever one you want to call him. Um, we're going to get a turn there. I think it's farther down the line, though. Um, Shotzi is improving greatly. She's very marketable. It's very cool. Um, and I really think Tegan's pretty close to being to being top of the card uh, challenger for the title. So um, I don't think I need to say much more about Jake Atlas and Drake. Uh, the match itself is probably a six. Um... Jake Atlas is a four. Drake uh, really has emotionally pulled all of us in. Um, I feel his pain. We've all been there where where things were tough and we didn't understand why. Um, 
he brings you in that way in this match. And so um, the fact that Drake Maverick usually puts on 7 out of 10 matches anyways back when he was Rockstar Spud, um, you're going to get a 7 out of 10 match here, uh, except for that Jake Atlas makes you not invest in the match. This will be the worst match emotional involvement-wise of this tournament. Um, it, because it, Not because Jake Atlas versus somebody else will be more emotionally involved, but because Jake Atlas actually takes down your emotional... This will be the... Let me rephrase that. This will be the worst Drake Maverick match of the group um, because you... you they're... <sighs> Guy next door, boring. As long as this is on kid settings on YouTube, I, I suppose I can say this. So, guy next door, boring. Fuck, Jake Atlas just rips out the Drake Maverick um, emotion. He just he smothers it with a giant pillow and like. Like Vince smothered Drake Maverick's heart when he was fired him. Just ugh. no more Jake Atlas and and these emotional storylines. Just give me the flip to do's and you go you go be in a match with somebody boring, okay? Um, or or just go get your ass handed to you by Kushida, which I'm absolutely okay with. Or you know go have a uh, a boring match with. Uh, with uh, the the luchador that's in this, I can't I can't even remember the guy's name now. Ma, Machado Mu, oh Fantasma! Wow, that was horrible. I did not remember his name. Anyway, um, yeah, this is gonna get a four, man. I mean, it just. Ugh. Thank you, Drake Maverick, for making this tolerable. Fuck you, Jake Atlas, for making me want a Drake Maverick match over quickly. Um, loved the vignette. I, I don't typically rate vignettes. Um, or I'm going to stop rating vignettes because it's stupid to do until we get a match. Um, but love the vignette from Damian Priest. I really thought I was going to get a, oh, Christ, I have to watch another Keith Lee match. Uh, or Keith Lee vignette. I didn't want to see it. Um, and then I did. So, good job tucking with heartstrings a little bit there. Uh, Kushida, um, every time you're in the ring, this match is going to get... Uh, this This match is a 9.5. I mean, this is just a great match. Uh, Tony Nice is, is an excellent performer. Kushida is the bee's knees. I mean, he is unbelievably good. Unbelievably good. So, no dogging on that. Um... Matt Riddle and Tim Thatcher, this is why I don't rate vignettes. Uh, it was funny at one point. Not the best vignette. Uh, of course, the Killer Cross. Uh, I shouldn't say Killer Cross. Carrying Cross vignette. It is what it is. The Gargano vignette. I don't know where that's going. I really don't. <laughs> I'm just so lost. Uh, uh, maybe it's going to result in a better Candice because Johnny's good any way you get Johnny you know so it I don't know I, I really don't know um, 
I really think like like the Karrion Cross thing should have been after the Gargano conversation, just because I, I you're you're already building the Ciampa Cross match and everybody wants to see it, and nobody's I'm I'm pretty sure people are not really all that curious where Johnny's going, um, but maybe we're curious where Candice is going. So anyway. Um, EO talking about taking on Charlotte. This is going to be a, a slow build, it looks like, until um, the pay-per-view. Loved um, the Mia Yim versus Jesse Kamea. It was what you expected. It's probably a 6 out of 10. Um, it, it gave you just enough from Mia Yim to go, oh, yeah, yeah, she's the one who wants to fight Charlotte. Really good stuff there. Um, yeah, this match is good. Uh, loved the conversation afterward, uh, <laughs> but I can't. I'm not rating those anymore. So we're gonna go on to the match. Um, Fantasma versus Gallagher. Um, I I kind of felt like Fantasma did what Jake Atlas did to me. Um, maybe I'll start liking this guy. But I don't have anything emotionally invested in Jack Gallagher. So if that one's a four, this one's a three. Um, not that it was a bad match. These weren't bad matches. It's just, there's just, there's only so much emotional involvement you're going to get. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cre- oh, I forgot to mention Creepy Perv Guy. Cre- creepy Perv DA, Fabe. Um, I. I love Robert. I love Robert Stone. I love his uh, his uh, his promos. I love. I don't know. I just love it. Um, love Chelsea Green in the ring. Really dug this vignette for the dirtiness. Um, but again, I don't rate those. So um, and then on to the main event. The main event was really good and told a lot of stories in a very small space. I don't know. I really don't know what they're doing with Dexter Loomis. I love it. Um, I don't know if they're going to put the title on Dream. I love it. Uh, I feel like Keith Lee is... They're, they're setting up Keith Lee for the loss to be the eventual champion, the eventual NXT champion. I love it. Um, Adam Cole... Uh, Bebe, sorry, Adam Cole Bebe, Mr. Bebe himself. Um, love it. Uh, as a whole, this whole thing worked even though it was really weird and sloppy. And so I, I can't dog on this. It just felt sloppy. It felt it felt like six dudes were sitting down and they said, hey, y'all, this is what we want to do. Um, we want to match from all of you. And like, they were like, well, what the hell does Dexter Loomis have to do with any of this? No, we're going to make him creepy still. Oh, okay. Good creepy? Yeah, good creepy. All right. <laughs> um, the match itself, I don't know, eight? I'm going to give it an eight. Um, the sloppiness on the acqui- acquitted from being organized, I'm also going to give it an eight because it is not organized <laughs> at all. I don't know where they're going with this. Um, really, really, a very, 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 very good overall match. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not at all disappointed in this. Um 
and I don't know where they're... I, I think this will be the weakest week of the Cruiserweight tournament. Um, you know, when we have Jake Atlas versus Tony Nese, it's going to be an uninvested match. But we'll have Kushida and Drake Maverick that night. So, uh, yes, please. Uh, um, when we have um, Tazawa versus Jack Gallagher... Um, That'll be a highly invested match, and then we'll also be able to invest in Swerve over Phantasma, uh, unless you like, unless you're a giant Phantasma fan. I just think Phantasma needs more exposure to for anybody to give a rip. Um, you know, when that time comes that we have Gallagher versus Swerve, it's you know we're, we're all going to be rooting for the bottom guy. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, we we could this could be pretty easy to fall in love with this this tournament, right? right now uh, it's it's not right now though um if drake maffer gets an upset over kushida and kushida's 2-0 um how cool would that i mean if you have kushida and drake maverick both at two and one and atlas and tony nice both at one and two and then you have tozawa at three and oh on the other side or or um two and one and swerve at two and one or however you want to do it I, there's just a lot of fun that can happen with this so if, if they make it a, a fatal four-way or, or triple threat uh triple threat kushida tozawa and drake maverick could get really 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 interesting so kind of jacked for this kind of pumped up for that um just not the best wrestling tonight just ugh. there's just it was really hard to get emotionally involved so um as always like, share, subscribe, and go pick on um, Officer Smarks uh, on on uh, yeah Twitter, a Twitter machine um, at uh, Raw and Order WBU, or you can come pick on me about not getting on Twitter enough. If I have enough people complain to me about it and my phone keeps blowing up, um, I will probably start using Twitter more. So you can come hit me up at da Vincent Kayfabe. Um, Remember to listen, like, share, and subscribe. Um, tune in Monday after WBU or when we release WBU. Sounds like there might be a contest coming. Might have something to do with some people who are unemployed right now. I'm going to be really pissed if one of them's not unemployed and we think he is. Because then it's a swerve and we're going to pay money for you, our jury, to get something. And... It will all have been a trick. Bastards. Anyway, thank you for listening to Snap Judgments NXT. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else Mark says I'm supposed to say. Doesn't really matter. I'm the DA. I'll do what I want. So, yeah. Um, go see us on Tatnus Co. Like, share, subscribe. Check us out on Wix. Check us out on all the places. Don't forget, Anchor.fm is how we platform this thing. It really is a cheap or an inexpensive, great way to build your podcast um, from the ground up. You know, uh, also, I do want to say thank you to all of our new listeners. Thank you to the original listeners. Thank you to the listener that made my podcast NXT April twenty April first our one thousandth listen. Thank you to the listener who last week helped us hit to our 2000th listen. That's right. We did that in less than a month. We doubled it. Um, the exponential growth has been great. Thank you. Very, 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 very special. Thank you to all of the jury out there who's helping us grow. Um, 
we do this for us and we do it for you we do it for us because we love wrestling we do it for you um because it's so cool to have fans um and soon we'll have t-shirts that's not the giveaway next week though the giveaway next week's better than a t-shirt from ron order t-shirt from ron order you'd be unique though you would be the only one so however you want to look at that <coughs> we're gonna have merch soon too so anyway um great job to nxt tonight as a whole the show probably a seven out of ten not perfect 7.2 out of 10 um not perfect but i understand that there has to be a time when you build and a time when you when you uh show off the structure that you've built so right now they're building um and they're building really well so get excited watch nxt uh watch aew the next day watch nxt first because then you can listen to this second because i'm not always on time with these I'm really like the worst DA ever, I feel like. But I still want you guys to go pick on Smarks and tell them mine's better. Because um, more people listen to this podcast than do his AEW review. And that is, as The Miz would say, awesome! A little bit of props to SmackDown tonight from that. Um, that's right, I'm recording this on Friday. That's how far late I am. I'm a horrible human being. Next week I'll be on time. Um, thanks again. And uh, yeah, have a good one. <laughs>